of the year. Big chance for Risha. He's done it again. And it's a goal. Unbelievable. What about this? Dylan Piraeus. His first touch of the game. Sanchez. Western United do claim the three points. And Diamante again. Oh, he's done it twice. He's chipped a keeper. Presented by Simmons. It's the Green Room on FNR. Football Nation Radio. Another week, another win out west. It's looking pretty, sitting pretty in first place on the table with a game in hand, if you don't mind. Ballarat again proving a happy hunting ground for the boys in green and black as they secured another three points to take them to top of the table once again. Josh Parrish here with Lockie Flanagan. Doing it for Simmons Homes today, the great Australian builder. Lockie, how are you? I'm excellent. It's, uh, you know, obviously a, a great win on the weekend, as you mentioned. But, uh, look, we don't like to play favourites. You know, we, we love all the Western United players on this show. But I would make the case that there's no better player to be having on joining us on the program than the one who is about to step in. Yes, let's, uh, without further any ado, introduce our first guest. He scored twice on the weekend from Central Defence, if you don't mind. Leo Lacroix, welcome to the Green Room. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It's uh, with pleasure I am with you tonight. And, uh, yes, let's chat, chat a little bit and uh, enjoy the moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the pleasure is all ours, I assure you. Two goals from Central Defence. Uh, that's pretty special. I mean, have you ever scored two goals in a game before? No, I think it's uh, it's my first time, you know. Maybe I scored twice when I was uh, with the youth youth team, you know. But like professional, no, it's my my first time, yeah. And it's been a, a while, I think, since since your last goal as well. I think some of the, the journalists in the media box on the weekend were doing the math of something like a thousand days since, since the last goal, two and a half years. Was that something you were aware of? Was it nice to sort of Scratch that itch and, and grab another goal. Yeah, I think uh, my last goal was uh, yes with Hamburg uh, in 2019, uh, and then I scored yes also with the second team in uh, of Saint Etienne. But uh, and then start COVID everything. But uh, yes, now I was waiting this moment for a long long time, you know and. Uh, uh, I can say thank God because I scored no one but two goals. Yeah. <laughs> well, ended up proving crucial in the end. Uh, those set piece routines, particularly the the first one, is that something that you've been working on in in training? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you uh, if you see my my position, I, I'm with uh, my arm in. In my knee, and uh, I say I, I speak uh, I speak with uh, Rene in Italian, you know, and I told I told him Rene, I do this, I do this, please do this for me, and uh, also with Topa and uh, Benny Garuccio, yes, kick a amazing ball, and uh, the timing was uh, perfect, and uh, yeah, just to turn my head and. Watch the ball uh, going into the goal. <laughs> well, you mentioned speaking to uh, Rene in Italian in the in the build up to the corner. I understand that you can speak quite a few languages. Is it, is it six in total that that you can speak? Yeah, I can speak. Uh, you know, I can speak uh, Portuguese, French, Italian, the same. 
the same. And then uh, English, yes, I need to improve. I, I speak uh, better English than Germany, you know, but uh, yeah, uh, I can speak uh, I can speak German without without problem. Also, you know, when I go in Switzerland or in uh, Germany, no problem, and Spanish also. I mean, that's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I can barely manage one most days. So. Lockie and I are safely uh, very impressed because we can barely make it through an English sentence on this show sometimes. So <laughs> speaking six languages is unbelievable. I mean, you, you grew up in, in Switzerland, but I understand you have some, some Brazilian heritage on your on your mum's side. Is that where the Portuguese comes from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. because when I was a kid, uh, my mum always speak uh, with us in Portuguese, you know, and um, and, and uh, when I was uh, in Italy also, you know, three years, so I learned to, to, to speak uh, Italian and uh, also Portuguese because I had a lot of many friends, uh, Brazilian, you know, and then, you know, English, you in at school, Germany also at, at school and with uh, the national team, uh, Switzerland, because Many many players are from uh, German part, you know, in Switzerland. So yeah, you know, in football you can learn many languages also. So the English also, you know, Spanish also. Mm. So yeah. Well, <laughs> on on the Italian as well. Obviously, it's helped you with, with Rene as well. But it, it seems like it's assisted you forming a. a a pretty good off-field partnership as well with with a certain Alessandro Diamanti. I mean, if if my eyes were not mistaking me on the Instagram stories, you guys went down to the beach today. How have you found yeah. uh, being his teammate? <laughs> no, uh, Diamanti is uh, it's a personality. Uh, how can I say it's uh, yeah the energy you know he gave you when you speak with him. Uh, when he explain you something, it's he give you he give you good energy, you know. And uh, it's uh, yes, I was in Switzerland. He, he called me. We spoke uh, maybe two, two, two or three times, you know, before to 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 come in uh, to come to Western United. And uh, the first contact was uh, amazing, you know. Was uh, like I. I we, I all, I know Diamante all my life, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now, and now I can, uh, I can play with him. Uh, I can stay with him uh, every day, you know. We do together recovery. We go on the beach together. Our kids, they play together. He helped me when I need something here in, uh, in Melbourne. So. He's like a, a, a big brother for me here in, uh, in Melbourne. There's something that we've noticed on the Instagram stories with some of the foreign players at Western United. It seems like a bit of a, a bit of an in-joke, uh, which is 50-50. <laughs> Can you explain what that means? Because we're, we've been trying to work it out. No, yeah, no. It's not uh, my own word or our own word. It's uh, dear world uh, he create this uh, 50 50 because you know uh, in uh, his story all the time he's speaking in Italian and uh, he has uh, many uh, Australian friends and they say okay 
but we we want to understand or see what you are uh, what you are talking you know so let let us know so that's why he said 50 50 speaking italy in italian for his friend in italy and also in english so 50 50. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm glad you can finally answer that question on air because because we, we must have gone through two or three guests asking the question investigating trying to get the, to the bottom of it. We've, we've finally got the answer. But he's, he's got the 50-50, some stories in Italian, some stories in English. But now, you have to be honest, do you watch all of his stories or, or, or do you maybe maybe skip through now and again? No, no, I watch. Uh, I watch. I watch. I, it's an uh, obligation to watch. you in trouble the... if you skipped over them, if you found out? <laughs> <laughs> no, because, you know, it's... Uh... It's a joke, you know. Now also, you know, when uh, we we travel to I don't know Sydney or everywhere, and uh, when we we go to the bus and we see it, you know, I say, oh, Diamante, allora buongiorno. You have to <laughs> now. You... <laughs> and sometimes you say, yeah, now 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 it's the time, and sometimes you say, now it's too early in Italy, so we have to wait a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> So how has it been coming to Australia? It seems like you've settled in seamlessly. It seems like Diamante has, has helped you out as well, settling into the, the country and this, this new club and this new league. Yes, uh, like I said many times, you know, uh, it's uh, it's uh, new for me, um, for me, for my family, but uh, you, we found, uh, you know, uh, good energy here in Melbourne, you know, with the Australian people, with uh, the club also, you know, with the coaches, with my teammates. Um, I'm happy to, to to go to training every day, to learn with uh, my coach, the staff. And uh, also, you know, I'm happy for my for my daughter. She starts to go to school, to learn English. So, yeah, uh, I think it's a, it's a good experience. I don't know how many years, I don't know how many... Uh, times uh, I I I still be here, but yes, for the moment uh, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the this country. You know, it's a very be- beautiful, and uh, yes, um, I think I think you know I play well because you know I feel good also outside of the pitch. So mm. so you can. When you, yeah, when you say, ah, Leo, today play well because, you know, outside of the pitch, I am uh, feel good, I feel free, you know, in my mind. Uh, everything is going well. So, so this is the reality of, uh, of, my, of my start of the season, you know. I mean, it's great to hear that you are enjoying the lifestyle here in Australia. And I think, think a lot of fans that are watching this would agree and say that uh, that enjoyment that you're having off the pitch is definitely translating on the pitch and they're very much enjoying you being in Australia as well I'd say because um the defense that you've you know you've been leading you guys have only conceded 12 goals this season I think it's eight clean sheets as well what's been the secret to, to building up such a such a solid back line no uh, you know since uh, I started to train with the the team uh Honestly, I didn't. I, I didn't uh, know Foxy, you know. But when I start to train, I said, mm, "This coach has something. I, uh, he has something. Uh, he can learn me something, you know. More. He can. 
I can I can be better with uh, with uh, uh, with his um, advice, you know, with uh, his uh, yeah training, you know. So uh, is the the reality, you know. Uh, every day when I train, you know, when uh, maybe I, I do something wrong, you know, after training, he he he, he, he want you you want to speak with me, Leo. I think uh, you know, look this video, look at this your body shape, look. Uh, uh, this pass, you can do better. You can maybe, you know, if you look before, you can. Uh, small details, but uh, make difference. You know, small details every day make a big difference uh, uh, all the season. So I think, and uh, it's not only the defense I want to speak. Uh, it's all, uh, all about the group, you know, because uh, the striker they they do a amazing job also in front. Our winger, winger Kilkenny, Lustig, or Rene also, the, the the job they are doing, it's unbelievable. They help us a lot. Huh? And uh, also with Yangi behind, you know, I, I love to be, I love to have this, um, this feeling with my goalkeeper, you know, with mm. my keeper, because I, I know I can believe in him, I can believe in, uh, in us also. This is important for me. Uh, when uh, maybe when uh, I do a mistake, I know okay, Yangi is here, can save me, you know. Or if uh, you know, or maybe during all the game he has no chance, and maybe uh, eighty nine minutes uh, one big shoot, or he, he need to make one big big save, he's mm. present, you know. <laughs> he's here to help us, and we keep the clean sheet. But it's not only the back four, the goalkeeper. I think it's all the team, all the team, yeah. That's really interesting. Um, the, the confidence that seems to have grown over the course of the season uh, is something we've heard from other players before. It seems to be this group is is building and, and bonding together. I, I wanted to ask you about your, your centre-back partners because you've played with Nikolai Topper Stanley recently. You've also played with Tomoki Imai. Uh, they're very different defenders. Do you have to adapt your game at all, depending on which which defender you're playing alongside? Uh, you know, I, I have um, in uh, in Makaya. I play many many positions. You know, in uh, defense, uh, when we play a three, or I play right back, uh, right defense, or left. You know, mm. uh, so I have this, uh, this, uh, how can I say, how can I say? Um, you have a flexibility, you know. You're... Yeah, flexi- yeah mm. flexibility. And, uh, you know, Topa, amazing career he, he, he's doing, he did, uh, experience, he talk, uh, I can learn with him, I can, uh, I know, if I mistake something, he come to cover, cover me, you know, to help me. To hey, Tomoki, it's also is the same, you know. Tomoki is strong, you know, with the man, aggressive. Mm. Uh, so I think I can play with, uh, yeah, everybody behind, you know. Uh, mm. Sometimes, you know, also when uh, uh, Garucho got COVID. Topa play a left back, a full back, you know, mm-hmm. Tomoki uh, also full back. So, you know, we have this flexibility to mix, to if miss, if uh, one player miss, the coach has this possibility to 
to to yeah to to change the our back four, but <laughs> we stay we still uh, good, we still uh, uh, compact, and uh, we can uh, win the game. Uh, uh, yes, with uh, each uh, each player, you know. I think that's a great point about Tomoki. I think maybe three or four players have said that, like because he's a little bit smaller. No one expects him necessarily, like his opponents. They don't expect him to be as like strong and as physical as he is, but he's so good at just using his body mm-hmm. to um to win the ball. Um, you you must really enjoy playing alongside him and and Topo Stanley as well. But I wanted to come back to something that uh, you mentioned before about Hayden Fox. Uh, it's, it's clear that he's had quite a big impact on on you this season in terms of what he's been able to teach you about your game. Um, you've made quite a reputation as being a centre back who likes to carry the ball out of defence and, and, and bring the ball forward. Has that been something that he's encouraged in your game or has that just always been a part of the way you play? No. Uh, you know, with Foxy, we train very good the the um, yeah the back four, back six, uh, how to defend. But uh, when we, we start to train uh, how to build the game, it's with the coach. Mm. And the coach... The coach uh, yeah, sometimes he he, he he say me, Leo. I think it's better if you play this pass like this. You come with the ball, you drive with the ball. If you have this solution, this size will be open for you, or this side. And then you know he can give you any advice you know before the game. But after during the game, you you have to have this feeling, you know, you mm-hmm. you play, you you see you see the game, you know, you you watch the game, you are in the game, you have uh, maybe during five minutes you have no confidence, so you play easy, you don't get risk, and when you your confi- confident come back, you go with the ball and you you play, you can, yes, you can do more risk when you pass the ball. But uh, I think uh, no, it's uh, you know, uh, John and Luis, the boss, and uh, Foxy, and also GA. I think uh, they are doing an amazing job, amazing job, uh, and uh, yes, the the result can prove uh, our job. You know? It's really interesting that you say that because I, I think John Aloisi gives gives players the ability to make their own decisions on the field and um, empowers them in that that way it is it was a lot of fun watching you come out with the ball and uh we we say go on an adventure <laughs> into the opposition <laughs> half uh you've done that a lot this season i think uh it's been obvious to to fans of the a-league your your impact on this team uh we have an award at the end of the season a, a player of the season in the whole league which is called the johnny warren medal um Ale diamante won it in his first season here do you think you're a contender because we've we've put your name in the conversation before? Is that something you've you've considered? Uh, um, we will see. You know, we will see. Uh, the, <laughs> we will see. You know, for me, the the most important is uh, is try to to win something for for the club mm. for together. You know, to make history because. Uh, if we win something uh, end of the season, we we are the, the the first team, you know, the first team in in the history of Western United to win something. So forever, forever, will mm. be right, you know, in the wall or I don't know where. Uh, the first team win maybe I don't know the the season or the grand final. It's pa 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 pa. 
So uh, make history with Western United will, for me, it's uh, my objective. You know, it's uh, my focus every day when I wake up, when I go to the, the stadium. I wanna, I wanna do uh, something big for the fans. You know, to to show to the to Melbourne, to to start to yeah to to support Western United. You know, to grow the fans, to grow the the club. And uh, this is my yes, my objective, you know. Well, that seems like a good place to to leave it. Lara Lacroix, thank you so much for your time. All the best uh, for this weekend's game. We look forward to watching more of you in the A League. <laughs> thank you so much. Enjoy and uh, see you soon. Lara Lacroix joining us on the green room. We're going to take a short break because we've got more coming up on the other side. He talked about making history, Lara Lacroix. We've got a, a coach. Uh, former player. Who, who, he's history himself. <laughs> and we mean that in the truest sense because he's the most decorated player in the history of the A-League. Michael Theo is going to join us on the other side of this break, so stick around. Western United, can they find something here? Big chance, Barisha! He's done it again! And it's a goal! Unbelievable! What about this? Dylan And Diamante again! Oh, he's done it! Twice! He's chipped a keeper! Presented by Simmons. It's the Green Room on FNR. Football Nation Radio. Welcome back to the Green Room here on FNR Football Nation Radio. Josh Parrish here alongside Lockie Flanagan. Uh, apologies for any technical issues with the sound you might have experienced during the break. We'll have... Leo Lacroix's interview in full on our podcast platforms immediately afterwards if you uh, happen to miss any of that as a result. But we're delighted to be joined now by, we were looking this up before, the most decorated player in A-League history, Michael Theo, goalkeeping coach at Western United, legendary former A-League keeper. Welcome to the green room. Having me? Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on, mate. Tell us uh, what, what lured you to the club this offseason. Yeah, just the uh, opportunity. I spoke with the uh, head coach, John Aloisi, and um, he mentioned there might be an opportunity uh, to obviously come into the club. And um, for myself, uh, I was out of the uh, game, professional game, for the past couple of years. So I thought it was yeah, a great time to get back in that uh, professional environment. And obviously, I did it for a long time, and I loved the, uh, I suppose, the attention, the detail that goes into, obviously, you know, trying to win games of football. So, um, yeah, it was a fantastic opportunity, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm a part of the club. And, of course, it probably helped that you had something of a, you know, a pre-existing relationship with John as well, having having played under him as a coach. How have you found that transition from, you know, sort of, being involved with him, having a relationship with him, working under him and now working alongside him? Yeah, I suppose as a player coach, it's a bit different, the relationship. Um, as a player as well, you sort of focus on yourself and obviously the team uh, to a to an extent, but you know it's about your performance. Where uh, as a coach, it's about the collective and making sure everyone's on board and we're um, you know adhering to the you know the team task. So yeah, as I said, I, I didn't appreciate I suppose the detail that John 
goes to and the other assistant coaches as well in terms of you know uh, preparation for trainings uh, the analysis side of things uh, in regards to our opposition that we're playing on the weekend so yeah as I said as a player you're sort of there you focus on your training and then obviously recovering whereas as a coach you're putting in long hours and preparing and it's just that constant cycle which um, yeah it's been great to see that other side of uh, John and the other coaches as well which is obviously new to me. Well, it's an interesting wrinkle this season that you're coaching one of the guys you were competing for a spot with at Brisbane Raw back in the day. Uh, how's Jamie Young been to work with? Yeah, look, he's been fantastic. Um, you know, to be fair, I've always had good relationships with you know fellow goalkeepers. Um, it's just, I suppose, you know, we, we speak about it, the goalkeeper union. It's a strong union. Um, we know it's you know it's a tough one. Whereas you know, there's one goalkeeper that's going to play, um, but we still work and encourage and you know. We work hard to ultimately make it difficult for the coaches to select the goalkeeper. And, you know, whoever gets the, the shirt on the weekend, uh, they know that they need to perform because if not, there's someone else breathing down his neck. But there's that uh, neutral respect there. Um, and with Jamie in particular, you know, obviously I had that relationship prior uh, to coming to the club and uh, I knew the way he operates. And, um, yeah, ultimately for myself, I'm there to improve the goalkeepers. And, um, you yeah, that, know, that's been fine, that transition. Well, in terms of improving, you know, the goalkeepers are watching their performances, picking out points where they they might might be able to do potentially better. How does that process work with with someone like Youngy? You know, someone who you're a very familiar with. You've spent a lot of time with him. He himself is an experienced keeper and also has kept eight eight clean sheets this year. You know, how do you how do you manage that with someone who you know so well? Yeah, great question. And um, he's also obviously a very experienced goalkeeper that's accomplished a lot. And it's hard, I suppose, for, you know, with younger goalkeepers, you can sort of tweak certain things. But with experienced goalkeepers, uh, they know what's worked for them. It's hard to change their ways. Uh, but for me, it's challenging them. Like, you know, again, trying to be creative in terms of the sessions that I put on, areas that I see that, um, you know, he could be better, uh, you know, both him and Scotty. Um, so, yeah, it's just constantly challenging them, you know, trying to get the best out of them. And again, you know, playing well, keeping clean sheets, that breeds confidence. And, uh, you know, that's definitely what uh, you know, Jamie's got at the moment. What about Ryan Scott then? Uh, you know, he's such an interesting character. He's one of our favourites here at the station. Uh, Lockie and I are both keen followers of MPL Victoria as well. So we we're very happy to see him get a gig at a, at a higher level. How's he to work with on a daily basis? Yeah, he's been fantastic. Uh, I can't speak highly enough of uh, Scotty. Um, you know, I didn't have the pleasure of working with him prior, but um, obviously last year he played a big chunk of games and he, he did incredibly well. Um, but just to have him in the environment, around the guys, how supportive he is, um, it really is one union. And, you know, when we win on a weekend, you know, he, he's the one starting the songs. You know, he's such an integral part of the group and obviously the goalkeeper department um and you know as i said i can't uh, praise him enough uh, his work rate um you know his head hasn't dropped because he isn't playing because he knows that you know he's got to play a role for the team and his opportunity will come and he's got to be ready for it when it for when it does come so um yeah there's no feeling sorry for himself he's uh, working hard driving driving the boys at training and, and that's what you need and if you want to have success as a team you need everyone the collective on board at pushing each other um otherwise yeah it, it, it doesn't work mm, i mean it's, it's a great point about the the value that that 
Scotty can bring to the side, even when he's not on the pitch. I mean, I think nine times out of ten, you know, the, the post-game video of the fans celebrating with the players, you know, nine times out of ten, Ryan Scott is usually the man uh, man with the megaphone. And as you pointed out, you know, it is a good atmosphere. Um, and a lot of the players that we've had on have been very complimentary, Josh, of those sort of dressing room uh, vibes, if you will. How, how do you experience that as a coach, sort of a little bit from the outside looking in of, of the playing group? Yeah, I've been pretty fortunate. I recently retired, so I know how it feels to be a player. And um, yeah, I've been in some environments as well where uh, you know, we've had success. And I'll tell you what, the, the vibes that the, the guys are creating at the moment, and again, that comes with winning games of football and um, you know, sticking to our structures and getting success. So once you combine those two things, like you can go very, very far. And uh, at the minute, that, that's what's been happening. Uh, we've been winning, we've been playing a certain way, and everyone's can see that it's working and everyone's bought into it so it helps as i said it's uh it's a good environment to be around good good uh place to come in on a daily basis to work hard and try to improve and and that's the environment that you know the coaches are trying to create and it definitely helps when you've got good characters because um as i said from one to 20 um everyone knows that they're, they're going to play their role in in the success of the team and um, everyone's going to be called upon because there's so many games there's midweek games and uh, as I said, everyone's in a good place and we just want it to continue. Uh, there is certainly plenty of characters in the uh, United dressing room. All you need to do is, uh, is check your Instagram and watch all their stories. And I think that's, uh, <laughs> that's proof of that. But what I was really driving at with that question, Michael, is hypothetically, you know, Sweet Caroline's coming on at full time after a win. You know, Leo's got the shirt off. He's got the Instagram live out. Uh, are, you, are you jumping around and, and having a dance as well? Or are you just, just, watch, just enjoying it? Yeah, no, no. Everyone's around when we sing the song. All the coaching staff. Uh, yeah, when they start spraying the water and the powerade, that's when the uh, the coaching staff moves to the side. But uh, again, it's fantastic. As I said, we, we didn't know the team song at the start. It's up on the board, but we've sang it that many times this year so far. Everyone knows the words, and uh, long may it continue because um, there's no better feeling than winning, and that's why the boys love coming into work and uh, enjoying themselves so much. Well, that's always a good barometer for how the season's going is uh, how well you know the, the team song midway through. So uh, it's been a pretty successful campaign so far. Uh, I wanted to ask, uh, I don't know if any, everybody knows this, but you were playing MPL 3 a little bit last year for, for Nana Warning. Did you actually face the Western United uh, youth team in that season? You did. Yes, yes, I did. Uh, Western United uh, beat us 3-2. So, um, yeah, yeah, they were very good. Obviously, a young team, uh, very, very quick. <laughs> That's all I can say because uh, you know, Nana Warning boys were chasing, chasing shadows at times, but uh, they had some good players. Well, you obviously had a chance to, to experience uh, some of the young players coming through, some of the standouts in that side when you played against them. It, it must be uh, a nice feeling for you to now sit alongside some of those bright talents from the academy side on the bench these days as they come into the senior setup. Yeah, exactly right. Um, as I said, I obviously faced them uh, you know, during a competitive game and now to have them and help mentor them. I know I'm the goalkeeper coach, but um, in saying that, I've been around changing rooms for a very, very long time. And um, yeah, just to be around it and the boys, some of the younger boys bounce a few things off me as well. Um, so yeah, no, it's good. As I said, it's they're starting their journey. Um, I've been there and I'm there to help them. And as I said before, I know I'm the goalkeeper coach, but um, we're, we're pretty open. Um, you know, if anyone wants to have a chat, we're there. We're not, uh, you know, no, no, you can't speak to us type thing. So as I said, we've created a great environment and it's great to see these younger boys given an opportunity. And um, yeah, hopefully, and as I said before, they will be, called upon so um yeah it's very very important that we have these younger boys coming through 
Absolutely. I mean, it sounds like they're pretty receptive to that kind of mentoring and, and feedback. They don't they don't say, hey, I stuck three past you last season. You know, what's this guy <laughs> trying to tell me? Yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah, they've been pretty good. Uh, I said, a lot of, uh, a few of them know, obviously, uh, my playing history as well and um, used to watch me uh, when I was a lot, lot younger. So, um, again, it's great now that they can relate to me and obviously, um, you know, see myself and, you know, the other coaches on a daily basis and, uh, yeah, get to work with us. So, again, we're trying to create an environment there that, you know, these guys love to come into and constantly want to improve. Are you still still planning to uh, play another season in in the post uh, for none awarding this season? <laughs> yeah, the plan was to play on. This would have been my final year, and uh, we actually uh, round one was meant to be Western United versus Nunna Whiting City, or that's the the fixture in a couple of weeks' time. But um, yeah, now that I'm coaching, uh, yeah, I, I can't play on. Uh, so <laughs> I wish uh, the boys well. <laughs> I was going to say it might might have been an opportunity to maybe uh, to bring Youngy and Scotty down to just sit behind the goals, and you can say, you know, th- this is how I like to do it. This is this is the way that I go about it. But uh, we can uh, can can leave that idea on the shelf. But you know, obviously you've got a lot of players who are able to sort of young players who are able to lean on your experience and, you know, you've been a big part of, of the season that Western United have had. And I want to touch back on something that Josh brought up introducing you. You know, you are the A-League's most successful player as an individual, the most premierships, most uh, championships. First of all, how does it feel to, to have that title? Yeah, it's a pretty cool feeling, to be fair. Um, it's funny. When you're playing, it's sort of, okay, we've accomplished that. Now, what's the next goal? And you don't really enjoy it until, I suppose, after when you do retire. And you can look back and say, okay, geez, I had a pretty good uh, career in terms of what you just mentioned, your know, titles and uh, being part of so many special teams and occasions. So, you know, that's something you know, no one can take away from me. And um, as I said, many, many fond memories. You know, those grand finals, um, every single one of them, you know, there was five of them and they all in their different ways are so unique. But um, yeah, as I said, there's no better feeling of winning a title and everything that went into it for that year, the effort, you know, the team, it just, you know, to top it off with a championship win, it, it's massive. And um, yeah, I'm very, very pleased to have uh, had that and obviously hold this record. Well, let's uh, dig into some of that in your past playing history. I mean, you were part of the uh, the now legendary Raw Salona side under under Ange Postecoglou. It must be a bit surreal to see him tearing it up with Celtic at the moment. Yeah, I can't say I'm surprised though. Um, yeah, for me, Ange was uh, fantastic, and obviously, uh, what he achieved as well the Socceroos, the Asian Cup, and you know the World Cup. We did so well, um, considering you know the opposition, and yeah, in Japan, even that you know winning the league in Japan, it's it's such a hard feat, and you know, for him to do it in the manner that he did, um, yeah, it's fantastic, and good to see him now in Celtic, uh, you know, doing well. What was it like to play as a goalkeeper in those teams? Because they were taking risks with the ball that I don't think any A-League team had attempted before. Yeah, look, to be honest, there was, um, as you said, it was playing out from the back. It's sort of, uh, you know, taking risks. And at the time, I wasn't, uh, you know, used to that. So I had to get used to that sort of uh, way of playing. So, um, yeah, it was sort of uh, a little different. But in saying that, he had buy-in from the whole group and, um 
because of that, we all knew you know, what our roles were and we're all on the same page. So, um, yeah, again, I uh, enjoyed that. As you said, we set so many records um, to be a part of that you know, 36 game undefeated streak. It was amazing. Uh, you, know, you look back and go, oh, geez, you know, we got away with that game where we probably should have lost and that player stepped up the last minute, things like that, which you need luck along the way. But uh, in saying that, uh, we created our own luck and I really thought we really transformed uh, the way football was played in this country it's it's interesting you know hearing you uh recounting these sort of old stories of well i shouldn't say old no sorry sorry no no <laughs> only for, old no, for no, you, no you barely for, remember these. success stories from a few <laughs> years ago i'm you know 22 age means nothing to me um but it's, it's pretty clear that you know obviously you have a, a better if not the best understanding of any player of what a winning dressing room environment sort of looks like and you know you mentioned buy-in or the buy-in that all the players had with Ange Postacoglu in those raw days and that seems like something that John has definitely got at the moment with this squad do you I mean I guess what I'm getting at is do do you recognize those same championship winning dressing room qualities in, in the squad that you're with now? Yeah there's definitely similarities and uh for me as well like Obviously, you know, they say attackers win you, you know, uh, premierships, but then, you know, championships are won defensively. For me, if you have a solid foundation in terms of you give minimal away, we know we've got the likes of Dia, Monte, uh, Alex up front, you know, Lockie Wales, all these other players, even Dylan. Um, so we're going to hurt teams going the other way. So if we've got a solid foundation where we can build from, uh, we'll be fine. And again, as I said early on, it was it was, uh, it was tough in the sense that because we had so many new players come in, uh, John had to obviously lay the foundations out. And again, for, to explain it to the players and for them to have buying, which they definitely have, and they're executing the game plan well, and we're only going to improve. So again, winning gives brings confidence to them. And that's what I found as well when, you know, those years back where we did win premierships and championships we were playing confidently because we knew our roles in the team and that's what you know john and the coaching staff have done so well that every player knows their role even the players coming into the team they can't say oh i haven't played there i don't know the role no no everyone's on the same page so um yeah fingers crossed uh, may it continue and you know it's one week at a time you know we're not going to jump the gun um we just got to worry about now city on saturday night and go from there but um as i said the foundations have been laid and i, I only think we'll get better are there any other i guess details or habits or or traits of these successful teams that you've been a part of that you, you pick up on whether it's victory back in the day whether it's the the brisbane teams whether it's even this western united squad now traits <laughs> we hate to lose <laughs> you know, it's win yeah. at all costs win. And then, okay, we might not have played well, but then we review it on the Monday. I'd rather do that than, you know, we lose or draw and then we review it. So it's getting that winning mentality and that starts from the training field. And that's what you know, the coaching staff have really installed, like every, instilled, I should say every session there, the guys that come in, they're there to work again, to improve. And, that's what I've, I think's the difference because, you know, we don't go through the motions. There's a lot of, as mentioned before, the detail and planning that goes into it. We want to execute. And uh, our best chance of winning on a weekend is making sure every day that, you know, the, the group comes in and we work on it during the training pitch. And then come game day, that's that's the fun bit for them. You know what I mean? They know what they've, they've already prepared. It's get out there, play boys, enjoy it. So... 
Yeah, that's uh, definitely a trait, um, and I love it. You know, I love Neil Kilkenny in the middle there, barking orders. You know, true winner. You know, Jamie Young as well leads by example. He's vocal, um, and again, that just rubs off on the rest of the group. So um, yeah, as I said, it's been good so far. But you know, we're not going to get carried away. We're midway point, and we've just got to continue and just continue that uh, momentum. So hopefully, come finals time, the boys are you know really really going confidently. You talk about setting up those foundations at the start of the season. Um, and one of the things that we've had a few players uh, both on and off air say is, you know, or was mentioned is the work that Hayden Fox has done uh, in helping to set up such a, such a solid defense. I mean, we had Leon before just saying how much he's learned from working alongside Hayden Fox, but obviously, you know, that strong defense is not just a back four. It's the goalkeeper behind it as well. Who's, who's crucial in that. So, how does your relationship with Hayden Fox kind of work? Because he might have most of those defensive um, responsibilities in terms of coaching, but goalkeeping is a huge part of that as well. So how do you guys work together? Of course. And uh, I can't speak uh, highly enough of Hayden. He's, he's come in and, and done an amazing job. Uh, you can see his uh, attention to detail um, you know, to the centimeter where he wants positions, the player's position, especially you know, defensively set pieces and whatnot. Um, is phenomenal. Um, you can see uh, he's, he's worked with Tony Popovich quite closely, and um, he's added uh, you know, massively towards the defensive uh, unit. And I'll go one step further as well. It's not just the defenders and the you know the the back, the back four and the you know two defensive midfielders. It starts from up top, and you know the guys being set up where they can press the opposition. So for me, even Alex and Dia to an extent have really helped start the press from high and then that helps relieve the pressure from you know the defending side of things so it's a collective and again everything that you do we're playing a team game you need the whole group to you know um, execute and that's what's happening at the moment you know if, if we didn't have the strikers working hard for us the midfielders you know doing the running they do defensively we might have conceded a few more goals but because we've got that strong foundation the defenders appreciate, you know, as I said, the work they do in front of them. And again, the defenders have been fantastic. And obviously Jamie Young's made some big saves when he's needed to as well. And and again, that just brings that confidence. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it's interesting to see, like, you know, obviously we, we started the opposition, their threats, and, uh, you know, we'll have a component there where, the, you know, the defensive uh, block defensive team will uh, head off to the you know, to do some defensive work, and the uh, yeah the attackers will go to the other side with Johnny Associatus as well, and with um, John Aloisi to focus on that side of things. So um, again, depending on the opposition, their threats, we'll make sure that the goalkeepers and defenders know what to expect. You know, again, replicate that at training so they know what they're going to face and take that confidence into a game, and that that's what's been happening and. Um, yeah, so the attention to detail is phenomenal. How much has goalkeeping changed in your time in football? Because it's we've gone through some some different eras in quite a short space of time, and the way goalkeepers are expected to to play. Uh, and how has your, I guess, approach to to coaching goalkeepers, you know, developed over the the course of of your career? Because you know what you learned as a junior is probably not the same things that are, are being that you're teaching now. Yeah, great question. Um, geez, I'm showing my age here, but I was going to say, uh, I used to play when uh, you could pick up the ball. We had the back pass rule where you pick <laughs> it up, and, you know, four steps and you had to kick it. Um, but then that obviously changed and you had to um, because that's that was the way forward uh, to quicken up the game. So now these days, 
goalkeepers are like outfield players. You need to be so comfortable with the ball at your feet. You need to be both left-footed, right-footed, certain ranges to be short and long. Um, and also what I've noticed as well now, you have to be uh, super fit because you're expected to do a lot more. Even like you know, when the opposition's got the ball, keeping a high line, you're covering ground, you need to be explosive, obviously, to make saves, and you need to be quick to get out there, whether it's a through ball over the top. Um, so that uh, really that athleticism has gone to another level. So I find as well now with my training, I do a lot of work on, you know, plyometrics, power work to really get that explosiveness, but it also gives them that conditioning for repeated efforts, you know, for double saves. Uh, hopefully they don't have to make double saves, but when, when they need to, at least they've got that in their, in their toolbox as such. So um, yeah, it has evolved and it will continue to evolve. Um, but yeah, goalkeepers is such a critical part to the team. They, you know, they start attacks and obviously they're the last line of defense. But for me, you know, particularly with, uh, you know, Jamie Young as well, he's got that experience, that coaching, it's about prevention. So if that, he can organize, you know, the defense and the midfield in front of him, because he sees, you know, he's probably one or two steps ahead of what's happening or the likely threats, it makes his job easy. Mm-hmm. That way he doesn't have to make saves. That's a last resort. So again, you want someone coaching out there. And that's why I love having Killer as well, Neil Kilkenny in front screening because he coaches that midfielders as well, getting into position. So it's a, it's a big thing. That spine's pretty, pretty solid uh, with Leo as well there at lacrosse. And obviously, as I mentioned before, Alex and Dia up front. So um, yeah, it's, it's an important, important thing. Well, game this weekend against the reigning champions, Melbourne City at Amy Park. Uh, that one's uh, just freshly added to the to the fixture list. Doesn't get any bigger than that. How are you preparing for this one? Yeah, we're preparing for Sydney FC on a Friday night and uh, obviously late fixture change. Um, I'm actually here in Sydney on a goalkeeper course. I, I thought I was going straight to the game tomorrow night, but uh, now I'm coming back to <laughs> Melbourne. Uh, but not to worry. But um, yeah, look, again, that's COVID. We've had a few spanners thrown in. Uh, uh, it's just moving moving on to City, who are a great team. Um, you know, we've had two great uh, results against them. The boys performed incredibly well. So we'll, we'll definitely head into that game with confidence. And it's a top-of-the-table clash, you know, first versus second. They're the games you want to be a part of. So I'm sure the boys will be buzzing and they'll be up for uh, the game on Saturday evening. Well, Michael, Theo, we really appreciate your time, mate. Uh Happy to have you on board with your experience and the titles you've got under your belt. And uh, we'll see. We might yet see you on, uh, on an MPL pitch. Maybe we'll, we'll try and make it happen mid-season once the A-League season's over, hey? <laughs> yeah, hey, no, I would have put the gloves on for one more year, boys. But uh, no, I'm happily retired and uh, happily to look after the goalies at the club. Well, we're very grateful for your presence, uh, I'm sure. So, Michael, Theo, we'll let you go. But uh, thank you so much for your time. Cheers, guys. Take care. Well, uh let Michael Theo go. He's been so generous with his insights. Uh, I mean, what, what a man to have around the club. I mean, in the context of what Western United as a club are trying to achieve this season, you know, where they've set themselves. I put it to you, Josh, and I put it to you, Green Room viewers as well and listeners. Could you have a better person to be involved in the club than the winningest <laughs> individual player in the history of the A-League men's competition? I'm going to say no. I don't think there really is a, a better man for for the position. I'm thinking back to to A League Grand Finals past, and everyone remembers Eric Partaloo's late equaliser in that that was it twenty 
13. I'm, I'm not good with years, but it was uh, the late equaliser against the Mariners in extra mm. time. No one seems to remember that it actually had to go to penalties after that, and Michael Theo had to come up with some big stops. Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, colossal in a, you know, a literal and a, a figurative sense, I think, in, in terms of what he's contributed to the A-League. Absolutely, and what he's contributed to Western United now with, with two goalkeepers vying for that number one jersey. As he said, it's about, about testing a guy like Jamie Young who's been around the traps forever and has won that many goalkeeper of the season awards and that mm. many player of the season awards in Brisbane. Uh, that's that's a tough task to come up with something new for someone who's who's seen everything. Yeah, and I think I think a real testament to to someone like Michael and and, and Jamie as well that you know given their history, having formerly competed for a, a go- the same goalkeeping spot at a club, it could have been easy for them to maybe have a falling out. But it's clear that they get along very well and and do a great job together, and it's producing the best mm. in terms of that relationship in terms of what it's getting out of Jamie Young. It's funny though those relationships with goalkeepers and, and backups and, and players vying for that position. There actually seems to be a bit of solidarity there because everybody in that role knows what it feels like to be mm. on the outer and to be frustrated not getting the first team football. I think, they're, as, as he said, goalkeepers union, it's a, it's a very real thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, literally the only only disappointment is is knowing that he won't be playing for Nutter Warning this season. That's the <laughs> only letdown of that interview. But other than that, no complaints whatsoever. I was really looking forward to the the rematch with the Western United. I just MPL wanted sport. I just wanted to see just once just the the MPL Victoria camera panning down to Michael Theo and goals, and you just see Jamie Young and Ryan Scott just <laughs> full Western tracksuit, just standing behind the goal. Just just the learning, union. watching and learning. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go, we'll have a look ahead to this match against Melbourne City. It's a 5.05 p.m. kickoff at Amy Park. That one's fresh on the fixture list. So no Melbourne derby on, on Saturday night. It's been rescheduled, uh, postponed. So that means that West United get the chance to take on the reigning champions. Uh, this one's a tasty one. Oh, well, it is. I mean, we're, we're, looking at a, we're looking at a first versus second game here. But there's no other way. It's a top of the table clash. It literally does not get any larger than that. But not only that, Josh, it's a chance to take on the reigning champions who currently, you know, their game obviously against MacArthur has to finish um, for them to stay in that top spot. But it's a chance for Western United to, to leapfrog City once again. And also it's a chance for them to do a clean sweep mm. over the reigning champions. Like you talk about statement wins or statement results to beat the same team the reigning champions of the A-League men's, in every single occasion, is quite a feat. That's laying down a marker if they can get yeah. it done. And, and I, think, I, I don't see any reason why they can't necessarily do it in this game because really the, the last two games that these two sides played against each other, I don't think the, the staunch rear guard that, that Western United have shown time and time again they're able to produce. The two games they played against, against each other, I don't think City had any idea about how to really mm. get in behind it and break this side down. Because, you know, City are a team that maybe like to, to have the ball in transition, hit those counter-attacking opportunities. And for the most part, the Western United defence does not give you that space. Well, they've had their number so far this year. We'll see mm. what happens on Saturday night. City have had plenty of time to stew on that uh, early season result and, uh, and come up with something. So get your tickets. It's a potentially... Uh, previewing the the grand final dare mm. i say it dare i say it the two strongest teams in the league coming up against each other on saturday night at amy park better be there because it's going to be a big one 
Lockie, thank no you for your company tonight. Thank you to Leo Lacroix and Michael Theo for their time as well. We'll sign off here on The Green Room, the official Western United Club show here on FNR, presented by Simmons Homes, the great Australian builder. And we'll talk to you again next week. Western United, can they find something here? Big chance, Barisha! He's done it again! And it's a goal! Unbelievable! What about this? Dylan Barrios, his first touch of the game! Sanchez! Western United do claim the three points! And Diamante again! Oh, he's done it! Twice! He's chipped a keeper! Presented by Simmons, it's the Green Room on FNR. Football Nation Radio.